0: Hey, welcome to the Fusion ATL podcast. This is Pastor Vance. If you're not familiar with Fusion, we are the Young Adult Ministry for Victory World Church in Norcross, Georgia. We meet every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Feel free to follow us on Instagram at Fusion ATL. I hope you enjoy this message and we look forward to seeing you soon. Fusion, what's up? <laughs> How you guys doing? Some people doing okay. All right. Some people doing fantastic. All right. Some people not doing so well. Is that what's going on? Thank you. Thank you. Y'all can respond, you know. If I ask you how you doing, you can let me know. How are you feeling? There we go. Are you, guys, are you guys here with me? Yes, you guys enjoy worship? Yes. Yes, sir. Good. How was you guys weekend? Okay, okay, okay. Mixed responses. I get that. I get that. Did anybody enjoy the start of our uh, new series last week? Anybody feel like you learned something about the Holy Spirit? Was anybody mind blown at some of what you learned about the Holy Spirit in your personal time, not in the message? Did anybody hear from God? Did anybody have any good experiences with God since then? Have you heard from God since then? Has God been speaking to you? Because that's the goal of this, the entire goal of this series, why we do all this stuff is not just to, you know, to put on a good show or to, to give you good information, but we ultimately want you guys, everyone here, we are here gathered under the name of Jesus Christ, and we believe Jesus is alive, Jesus is powerful, Jesus is present, and we believe that he will speak to you. And I believe that one of the most important things you can learn in your entire life is who Jesus is and what he has to say. And one of the most impactful things that he has to say is about the Holy Spirit. Before he left this earth, he told his disciples, don't go anywhere until you receive the Holy Spirit. He told them time and time again, I'm going to have to leave. I'm going to have to go but I'm going to send someone else to be with you. He said another helper that's similar to him would be coming. Now, they didn't fully understand what he was saying when he was saying all that. I wouldn't have understood either. A lot of what Jesus was telling to his disciples, they didn't understand until after he was gone, and they had received the Holy Spirit. Because one of the things he said about the Holy Spirit is that the Holy Spirit would Remind them of what he's taught them. Somebody knows. Somebody's read that Bible. But he said that the Holy Spirit will remind you of the things that I've taught you. The Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you into all truth. He referred to the Holy Spirit as the Spirit of truth. And so, one of the most important people that you can meet in your entire life is the Holy Spirit. What we talked about last week, we were diving into a little bit of who the Holy Spirit is because the whole heart of this series has been to learn who the Holy Spirit is and how we can engage with him to walk in the entirety of what God has called us to. Because if I'm walking with Jesus, I don't want to get half of what he has to offer. I don't want to get part of what he has to offer. I don't want to just get some moments where I feel good or I get chills when somebody says something. There's got to be more than that because you can get chills a lot of places. You can get chills at a concert There's nothing about Jesus. You can get moved by a lot of messages that have nothing to do with Jesus. You can find some sort of comfort in a, a moral standard and ways to live in other religions. What you will not get outside of Jesus, is a real, living God who will speak to you, who will move on your behalf, and will reveal himself to you. He's not just a God sitting up on some mountain, up on some throne that we just do rituals to and hope he's happy. He is a God who is with us, one of the names of God, Emmanuel, God with us. This is why we're here, because Jesus Christ is real, he's present, he's come, and he's proven himself, and he will reveal himself to you as you get to know him. As you pursue him, he will respond. If he doesn't, then he's not doing what he promised. But I've experienced in my own life that as I pursue Jesus, he responds, and he responds clearly, and he responds powerfully through the Holy Spirit. So... What we're diving into a little bit more tonight is the application of that. We, we talked about that the Holy Spirit is a person, that he's not just a power or a force or some sort of energy out here that we interact with, but he's a whole person. He's a third person of the Trinity, co-equal, equal in majesty, equal in power, equal in deserving our worship. He is the third person of the Godhead, three in one powerful, and he's living on the inside of us as believers. He dwells with us. He dwells in us. We have access to the person of God. He is a person. That changes how you interact with him because you're going to interact differently with a person than you do with just some power or a force. But a person has feelings. A person has desires. A person can speak to you. But a lot of what we see throughout our culture, throughout our society is people Taking things happening to them as a sign from the universe. The Holy Spirit does not just need to speak to you in signs. He can speak to you because he's a person. He's not just some energy moving around signs for you to see and shifting circumstances in your life. He is a person and he's powerful and he says, I am the Lord. And he calls himself by a lot of different names because he does a lot of different things. And we have access to the Spirit of God who is a person. He has power. We talked about the fact that he's the agent of creation. And an agent is a person who acts on behalf of another person or a group. The Holy Spirit is the agent here on earth acting on behalf of the Father and the Son. demonstrating the power of God, demonstrating the heart of God, the will of God here on earth. God is real. I don't know how how else I can say that, but that's why we're here. I want us to know that. I want us to lean in. I want us to embrace that and engage with that. The fact that, man, we're not here just to sing some songs, to hear some good words, to get inspired, to get motivated. The God of the universe who created you, who has all power, all majesty, all ability, all knowledge, all wisdom, is available to you through Jesus Christ. Last, we talked about how the Holy Spirit is a helper, and how Jesus refers to him as the Paracletos. Y'all remember that pronunciation? Can anybody say parakletos? Remember, you got to say it with a deep voice. Parakletos. There we go. And what that means is helper. God came to help us. He is an advocate. He advocates for us. There are a lot of different of a peripheral definitions of what that word means, but in its essence, it means literally one called alongside to aid, to help. And that's what Jesus Christ said about the Holy Spirit, that he would be sending to us, that God himself would come here and he would be called alongside us to aid and to help us. And so God did not come to condemn you, to shame you, but God came to help you. And so what we're going to talk about tonight is um, one of the battles that we face when, and really what we need help with. And I think this is going to be very freeing for a lot of us because I think it's going to put a lot in context. I think it's going to give a lot of us clarity on some of the challenges that we're facing when we're trying to walk this walk. Um, and so I'm going to pray, and then we're going to dive in. God, speak to your people Holy Spirit, allow me to decrease and you to increase. Lord, speak to your people in a way that only you can. Speak through me. Equip your people. Engage with your people. Lord, I ask for them to have an encounter with you, to hear your voice clearly, not just through me, but even in their own spirits. Lord, I ask that you would just tune our ears to your voice more than ever before and help us to engage with you intimately, Lord. In Jesus' name amen. Okay. So again, I told you guys, this series is going to be much more of a teaching, right? So does anybody have a journal with them? Okay. Some people got journals. Who takes notes on your phone or digital device? There we go. A lot of people. You need to take some notes today, Because I really believe this is going to be something that you're going to have to keep going back to, that you want to keep referencing and referring to as you walk this walk, because this is a lifelong journey. It's not just a one-step or five-step plan to get better and to get victory, but this is a journey. And so I think this is going to be very important for those of us who are starting the journey, those of us who have been on the journey for a long time. We all need to constantly be reminded of this. Galatians 5:16 says, so I say, let the holy spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Let the holy spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. That sounds so simple. The NIV says, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. That's a big statement. A lot of us are in this tug of war trying to figure this thing out. If you haven't been walking with Jesus, then maybe you're not super familiar with this, but I would imagine that even... Just in regular human life, outside of Jesus, we, we struggle with doing things that we don't want to do. We struggle with trying to be a better person, trying to get better, trying to improve. And especially when you're walking with Jesus, you feel like often, I should be better than this. I should be doing better than this. What's the answer, God? We fast. Then we fast something else. Fast social media. Fast dessert. That's a light one. We just start out like, all right, I'm just going to try to get focused. I'm going to fast sweets. Not going to fast food. I'm going to fast sweets, though. It's an improvement. God knows my heart. That's where I'm at right now. Then we just start fasting random stuff. I'm fasting conversations with this person, (laughs) which is probably a good idea for a lot of (laughs) y'all. But we do so many things looking for answers, trying to get out of this cycle that many of us experience. And God's just going to come through and just write down, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives, then you won't be doing that. That is a bold, sweeping statement that, okay, so all the problems in my life that I got going on that I spend day after day trying to figure out. You're telling me that if I just let you guide my life, I won't be dealing with that? God's like, yes. And the challenge is, a lot of us feel like God is guiding our lives. (laughs) That's the deceiving thing. We feel like God is guiding our lives. And it's not that he's not, but is he, gu- is he guiding every area of your life? How much time is God guiding your life? Is it just, I mean, a lot of us, we, we make a lot of improvements. We wake up in the morning, we start reading, spend that time with Jesus, hear from him. We pray on the way to work. But then something normally happens during the day. Sometimes it's something inflammatory, and it's it's a big shift. Or sometimes it's just subtle where we just get distracted. But at some point, often, we kind of clock out of the spirit. And we just get in the groove of the flesh. (laughs) It might be on your drive to work. traffic clock out (laughs) flesh time I really think that that's a lot of what we deal with we don't realize the shifts that we make and when we clock out like some of us tonight are literally Going to get wrecked in here. Hear from God. Yeah, I'm about to change everything. <laughs> I'm done with the old way of life. The old has passed away. The new has begun. Done with it. You get in the car, and just what was planned before you got here turns back on. You feel a bass hit, and you are, mm. Clock out, flesh time. (laughs) And for some of us, it's just more subtle. For some of us, we're like, I don't even listen to music with a bass in it. Excuse me. (laughs) So I'm good. But then when you leave here, your mind just mentally clocks out of anything regarding God. And it could be, it might not be things that appear to be bad. You're just not spending time letting the Holy Spirit guide you. You're not making decisions that are guided, that are led by the Holy Spirit until it's like a major decision and you don't know what to do. And a lot of times that's when we clock back in It's we're going through life and we're doing everything that we know to do and we know how to do and we're doing our thing. And then when we get to a point of not knowing and we need somebody with a little extra power, we clock back in. God! I'm here. I'm back. I'm praying. Answer me. I need to know. I think like, 75% of us in this age range, it's usually something job-related. Do I stay on this job? Do I go to a new job? Do I get a job? (laughs) I've been there. But like, that's when we clock in. And in this scripture, he doesn't say, let the Holy Spirit guide your career. Let the Holy Spirit guide your 15 minutes in the morning. Let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. You know how much is happening in your life? Literally everything you experience. That's your life. And he's saying, yeah, all of that. Bring it over here. I want to guide that. Everything. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. You won't gratify the desires of the flesh. So I want to talk about this tonight and next week. And tonight, I want to start off with us talking about our flesh and what scripture tells us about it. Point one, this is deep. Is everybody ready? Are you sure? All right, write this down. Point one, you have flesh. Let it marinate. We could just wrap up there. No, really, though, you have flesh. Right? So this is the the main foundation that we start with. You are not exempt from this. So when he's talking about the what your sinful nature craves to do, you and all of us have a sinful nature. The flesh is simply your human nature. Simple. That is what the flesh is. You have flesh because you are a human. If anybody in here is a human, you have flesh. Is that point understood? We got that? We good? Okay, point two. Your flesh desires to do evil. Now, that one is a little bit more difficult for us to grasp, especially in our day and time. When we just all feel like we're pretty good people, like just generally throughout the world, the people who we think are the worst, they think they're pretty decent people. Like nobody thinks that they're that terrible of a person. You just think like, oh man, I I do pretty good. I have pretty good intentions. And so that's part of what we wrestle with even in the society that we're in is we're having debates about morality and what's good and what's not and everybody has their idea of what's good and what's not good. But what the Bible says in Galatians 5:16 through 17 is so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit, we're talking about the Holy Spirit, gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions wow. Jesus just like stepped all in your face and is like, yeah, I know you think this is a good idea and you have good intentions. That's not an excuse. Your good intentions don't determine what is truth. Your good intentions don't determine what is right. God does. And what is most natural to you can be very wrong. And this is why we struggle, because it's so natural to us. Like, there are things that we do that we just don't even think about that, in comparison to who God is, is terrible. This is why we need Jesus. This is why we need the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Holy Holy means set apart. It literally means like you take a garment, you cut something out, and you bring it over here, set apart. That's what holy means. And we're talking about the, capital H, holy, capital S, spirit, meaning there's no one like him. There is no one like God. And you, my friend, are very different from God. Your nature is very different from God, and so you are not free to carry out your good intentions because you are not the capital H, holy, anything, but you have access to the Holy Spirit who will dwell in you and lead you and guide you into all truth, and because your natural GPS goes to the wrong destination, you need The Holy Spirit to guide your lives. And when you let the Holy Spirit guide your lives, then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. And so what we're going to write down is you can have very good intentions that are very evil. I didn't say it, the Bible did. It's true, and it's actually freeing. It's freeing for me. I can accept this wholeheartedly. I can have very good intentions that are very evil. When we get into difficult circumstances, when we see people in difficult circumstances, it is our nature to want to compromise. And so we can justify anything. God says, do not kill. We will Find some reasons that are justifiable to do it. God says, do not do anything. We'll find reasons that are justifiable. We can have good intentions that in comparison to who God is are very evil. And this is what we have to navigate even as Christians in our current society because there is really tense discussion, if you want to call it discussion, about what's right, about morality. And I really believe that when we can, we can, when we can let this sink in, that the differences in views on morality are not about people with bad intentions. It's not because people just mean harm. It's because people by nature are sinful. And so, When we are going to follow the Holy Spirit, a holy God, we are going to be led in a different direction than what our sinful nature desires, and yet we are in a world full of people, the majority of which are following their sinful nature, a GPS that's leading them to the wrong destination with good intentions. I think we can say we all have friends who, they may not be followers of Jesus, but they seem like pretty decent people. I have a lot of friends of many different races, religions, all these things. Yes, me, the pastor. I don't only have a small group. I also know other people. And I can have conversations with them. And what was like shocking to me, I've shared it with you guys before, my friends who don't follow Jesus were like the ones who were most excited about me being a pastor. It was so like weird to me where I'm like, so you don't believe in Jesus, but like you are encouraging me to go down this path like, man, that is just so good. You're just where you're supposed to be. encouraging, positive people, supportive, would help me out if I needed something, buy me lunch, cool people, but are following a GPS that's going to the wrong destination. And when it comes down to the most important issues, we would strongly disagree And it's not because they mean harm, it's not because they're bad people, but it's because they're going to follow what's natural to them, and what's natural to them feels good to them. What's natural to you feels good to you a lot of times. It's the flesh. You've had it your whole life. We need to be led by the Spirit in our perspective on everything. Excuse me. We need to be led by the Spirit in our perspective on everything, including sensitive topics like abortion, sexuality, immigration, etc. These are things you can leave that up for a second, just to let people write it down. This is important. We need to not be led by our flesh. We need to not be led by our good intentions. We need to not be led just by our fleshly compassion but by holy, godly compassion, compassion in the right areas for the right things, you can stand for the truth and still love people. You can love somebody and still say, hey, I think you're going the wrong direction. I strongly believe you're going the wrong direction. I do not believe that that is the right direction. And we can have a discussion about what it takes to not go that direction. We can have a discussion, but at the end of the day, God is clear on a lot of things that we don't really give him credit for being clear on because a lot of us are not seeking to be led by him. Are you seeking to be led by the Holy Spirit in every area of your lives? Are you seeking to be led by the Holy Spirit before you post something on social media? That's one of the things that irks me the most is I feel like so many Christians make us look dumb by what they post on social media because it's contrary to what the Bible even says and they're completely led by their flesh in what they're doing going at people in anger and hatred and with division in mind and at heart and that is not the Holy Spirit guiding that. The Holy Spirit came to help, not to condemn, but came to help, not to stand by idly either. The Holy Spirit came to get involved. Jesus came to get involved, not to just stand by and watch, but not to just condemn people either. Came to get involved and help. And what we can communicate from that perspective That's life-giving. That's when you can have a constructive conversation. I'm not saying every conversation about these hot topics are going to be constructive with everybody. But as believers, can we please, can we please represent Christ properly? By being led by the Holy Spirit. Just asking God, hey, God what do you think about this? There are a lot of times when I want to respond to things on social media, and I don't. It's not because of fear, because I can have discussions, but at the end of the day, I ask God, and I seek to be spirit-led in what I'm doing. And a lot of times, what God will lead me to do is go back and take that motivation, take that inspiration, take that thought process, and apply it to where he's called me to. So I can talk about it here. You've been called to a particular place. Let the Holy Spirit lead you and guide you. Don't just react to your emotions and follow your flesh, but let the Holy Spirit guide you in the conversations to have. When I'm talking with people, I'm asking God, God, do you, what do you want me to say here? A story might come to my mind that I feel like relates to what they're saying. God, should I tell that story? God, should I give advice here or should I just listen? God, help me to connect with what they're saying. Help me to have empathy for for what they're saying. Help me to display patience and gentleness in this moment because he will help you. Are you doing that in every area of your life? It's really that simple. It's not because I'm like some amazing, perfect person. I'm literally just asking for help. That's it. That doesn't make me special. I'm just following what he said he'll do and believing that he'll do it, and he does it. Now, to shift gears, um, I wanna shift gears to another question a lot of us have in this area. Um, I think that as Christians, a lot of times, we hear that we have authority over sin We have authority over all the power of the enemy, yet many of us find ourselves still entangled in sin, battling and wrestling with darkness more than we would like to admit. And it raises this question, am I truly saved and set free if I'm still prone to sin and to stray? And if you haven't asked that question, still pay attention for the answer. The answer is yes, simply put. But let's look at what God tells us about this dilemma. Before Galatians 5.16, which is the first verse I read, you go a few verses back to verse 13. He says, for you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters. You have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters. But don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful Nature. So the reality is, yes, you are set free through faith in Jesus. That's available to everybody. Whether you're struggling more than others or not, your faith in Jesus Christ is what sets you free. As a Christian, you are free. But only you can choose to exercise your freedom. And this is why I said this is such, a, such an important message for us, because I really 100% believe if we get this deep in our spirit, if we can understand this concept in our minds, if we can actually walk through this thought process, it's going to be so freeing because you understand you are prone to sin and to stray, but it's not because you're not saved. It's not because you don't have the power that's available to you. You're prone because it's natural for you to sin, and your flesh and your spirit are constantly at war with each other. And we have so many opportunities to either exercise that freedom or to not exercise that freedom. So we flash back to what we were talking about earlier. You're driving to work. I don't know if you guys noticed that I bring up road rage a lot. I personally and pretty straight when it comes to road rage. But I live in Atlanta. And I see it like, it's mind blowing to me. You learn so much about humanity just by driving. Why would you do that? Why? What is going on in this person's life? These are the things that I'm thinking about. What is going on? in this person's life that's leading them to make such poor decisions. Why? I mean, and I'm saying this because in a crowd this big, it's bound to be some of you (laughs) who are in here driving crazy. And I appreciate this opportunity to address you and to have a conversation. Why? Have some consideration. Y'all about to kill yourselves and everybody else. For what? To get to work 35 seconds earlier when you're already late, clearly? <laughs> Why? I mean, swerving. Just weaving in and out of traffic. Where are you going? It's bound to be that some of you guys drove like that on the way here. And I just want to take this opportunity in this message to ask you. Please stop. Relax. Doing my part to try to improve our city. Let the Holy Spirit guide your lives then you won't be driving crazy you think Jesus would be out here driving like that think about it would Jesus drive how you drive a lot of y'all are like oh (laughs) I think about that sometimes and I'm like man how would Jesus be driving right now I'm at this light, like, just waiting. Come on, come on, come on. Jesus would be like. No man knows the day or the hour. I'm chilling. Just letting you guys into some of my thinking. I don't know. But for real, are we letting the Holy Spirit guide our lives in these small decisions that we make? That a lot of times we don't think are contributing to anything else. But the big areas that you struggle with your flesh are contributed to by the small areas that you indulge your flesh. I'm going to say that again, because you need to write that one down. That wasn't even in the notes. The big areas that you struggle with your flesh are contributed to by the small areas in which you indulge your flesh. One more time, all right, okay. The big areas that you struggle with your flesh, the larger areas, all right? Those are contributed to and fed by the smaller areas in which you indulge your flesh. All right, you know, y'all gotta listen to the podcast or something, man. Can I finish the message? Gosh. (laughs) But for real, when you are indulging your flesh in these smaller areas, they are feeding your flesh and contributing to this big struggle that you're seeing on the surface. These larger areas that cost you more, that have larger consequences. Example. Example. Okay. So when you are driving crazy, right, when you are operating in anger and stuff like that at work, snapping on employees, I'm going to take this time. (laughs) I don't know what it is about our generation, but customer service is going like this. Why don't y'all care about customers? And I say y'all because it's literally y'all. Like for real. Us. And the younger it goes, it's just worse. I walk into places, I'm trying to order food and it's like an inconvenience that I showed up. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I came into this restaurant to order food. Pardon me. Interrupting your conversation. When you're literally getting paid to take my order. And I'm not trying to do nothing complicated. I'm not trying to be rude. I'll walk in. I'll smile. Hey, how you doing? Flesh. And then that person is wondering why they're struggling in these major areas. When you're indulging what your sinful nature craves in these smaller areas, like getting attitudes with people, receive it, receive the help. <laughs> Jesus, help me, Lord. (laughs) Receive it. And then you wonder why your flesh is running wild with lust. Because it's been strengthened and fed all day with your attitude. And you haven't been walking in the spirit and letting the Holy Spirit guide your life. You've been letting him guide 15 minutes of your life. Let the Holy Spirit guide your life. Let the Holy Spirit guide you when you're driving, when you show up to work, in how you do your job, in how you engage with people, in how you respond to texts, in how you respond to phone calls. Don't indulge your flesh in small areas, and you'll see as you're walking with the Spirit in these smaller areas, you will see, oh, I'm better In these other areas, because you're feeding the spirit, and the spirit is guiding you, and you're listening to the voice of the spirit. And it's a choice that we make. And so I think that it's really important for us to at least know what some indicators are, because I think even, you know, you guys ask, give us examples. Um, The Bible does. That's what we're getting into next. It's really important that we're able to know what indicators are that we are indulging our flesh. Indicators that the flesh is leading. So, the next verse after verse 16, Galatians 5 17 says, When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Very clear are the results. Sexual immorality. Because you've been following the desires of your sinful nature, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger. At first, when he starts out the scripture, it's like at your front door, like sexual immorality, impurity, like, whoo. By the time we're at quarreling, he's in the kitchen, like, while you're cooking, like. Hello, jealousy, selfish ambition. So let's explore some of these before we close, because we're going to get into more of it next week. But um, let's explore some of these indicators that your flesh is leading. So we have a list up here, sexual immorality, impurity, and lustful pleasures, drunkenness, and wild parties. So, <laughs> like, the Bible is so clear on so many things that we just like shut our ears to. Man, I'm struggling. i struggling with Sexual immorality and lustful pleasures. Talking to my small group, hey, man, I've been struggling. Going through it. Yeah, I'm trying to do better. Dealing with impurity. Trying to do better. That was, that was Thursday night. Friday night. Drunkenness and wild parties and like man still struggling <laughs> because you are letting your flesh run wild over here and he's getting strong like <laughs> in your drunkenness flesh just mm. wild parties flesh mm. And they're addressing this in like the first century. This has been going on forever. I don't know what type of wild parties they were having. No DJs, no speakers, none of that, no lights, no 808s, nothing. But still getting drunk, still having wild parties. This has been something that's been natural to us for a long time. Stop. Simple as that. Stop. That's an indicator that your flesh is leading. Let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be gratifying the desires of your flesh, which include these. Idolatry. That's going to be a whole message. Idolatry is anything that you're placing above God is an idol, Marinate on that this week. Is there anything that I'm placing above God? Tomorrow, probably, you'll probably run into some. This is something that we all deal with. We have access to too much. This is something that we have to stay on top of. But if you don't even know, then you won't even know that that's your flesh. And so you're wondering why it's getting strong. You're feeding it here. Placing your career above God. Placing your dreams above God. Placing your plans above God. These are idols that we are putting on the throne that is only fit for him. Quarreling and outbursts of anger. Kitchen, here in your kitchen. Quarreling, a contentious spirit. If you're somebody who likes to argue all the time, Flesh. It's your flesh. That is your flesh. That is not the Holy Spirit giving you the spirit of debate. That is you being contentious and quarreling and being led by your sinful nature. And if you feed that, you will see the fruit of it in the rest of your life. But when we know, I'm, the indicators are such a help. That's why the word of God is so helpful, so important, because we can catch it earlier. It's like, man, I've been, I've been trying to argue today. I've just been feeling like arguing. <laughs> My flesh is rising up, ready to argue with somebody. How you doing? Why are you asking? You don't ever ask me you nobody ever ask me how I'm doing. That's the problem. Y'all don't check on me. Where you been at? I've been going through it. You're fake. It's quarreling, man. Your flesh is rising up. Subdue that. Let the Holy Spirit guide your life. Let the Holy Spirit guide that conversation. Dissension and division, that's a whole message in itself. When you see division creeping in, that is not the Holy Spirit. On your team, at work, at home, division is not the Holy Spirit. Now, that's not saying you stay in relationships that are dangerous to you. But division is something that our flesh just, I mean, leans towards. We just are ready to isolate, ready to cut people off. Let them, let them do something else. Let them do something else. I'm done and justified. I got a whole case over here against this person ready to divide. Flesh. All right. Selfish ambition. I've gone a little longer than I expected, but um, that's okay? Selfish ambition. This is something your sinful nature desires, your flesh But we live in a world that praises it because it leads to success, worldly success. So we seek to be ambitious. But let me give you a tip. When you're making decisions, especially major decisions in your life, just ask the question, who's this for? Who am I seeking to glorify here? Is it me? in the decisions that I'm making or is it God? Am I allowing the Holy Spirit to guide this decision or am I making this decision because I wanna be somebody important, I wanna be something big, I wanna be successful, I wanna make something of myself? Don't allow that desire to form your decision making because it will lead you to the wrong place. God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. When you are a selfish, ambitious person, somebody who's ambitious only for your selfish gains, we see a lot of it, and we see a lot of people who reach some sort of success with it, but God is opposed to that. You don't want to be somebody who God is opposing You want to be somebody who God is showing favor to. Because, man, at the end of the day, Jesus says, don't store up for yourselves treasures here on earth where moth and rust destroy and thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. I was thinking about that yesterday. I was just looking at my ceiling like there's a spot. It looks like water is leaked or something. All this stuff. It just goes bad. Your car, God help us. Cars only last so long. You spend all this money, such an enormous investment. We spend so much time seeking to get these things, homes where roots can grow underneath, destroy the piping and the plumbing and the foundation, all types of stuff. And we spend all of our lives trying to get these things. And Jesus is like, don't even doing that. Not saying you can't. Oh, selfish ambition can lead to success. But will it lead to you walking in the entirety of what God has for you? No. Will it lead to the right destination? No. Will it lead to some money? Maybe. Will it lead to some recognition? Maybe. But will it lead to a well done from God who created you? No. So let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. I'm going to continue next week where we'll talk about the remedy to this and how to walk with the Spirit. We'll talk about the fruit of the Spirit and what the Holy Spirit guiding our lives looks like and how to do that better and how the Holy Spirit is the remedy to sinful flesh. I'm going to pray out and then I want us to, to have, have a little discussion time. Now, this, I think, uh, would be better if we broke up in same-gender groups. And again, I got to say this every time. All right, okay. I know a lot of y'all are like, oh, I don't feel like talking to anybody. I get it. Look, I'm that guy. That's why I'm talking to me in the crowd right now. When somebody says, I want you to talk to somebody, I'm like, I did not come to talk to them. I came to hear I get it. I know that's what you came for, but that's not necessarily what you need. The Bible tells us to confess to one another and to pray for one another so that we can be healed. And every single person in here has flesh. Amen? Every single person. And so every single person has to navigate this walk. And I think that it's important that we hear a little bit about each other and that we pray with one another. So after our prayer, we have just a discussion question that we're going to ask. It's simply this. You're gonna discuss among each other what is one area that your flesh has a tendency to flare up in and then you're gonna pray with each other. So if you'll bow your heads. God, we just thank you for this opportunity. Holy Spirit, we ask that you just open hearts right now, open ears, give us a willingness to be transparent with one another, to share with one another, to encourage each other. Lord, to, to be here to not just do this out of routine, Lord, but to do this because you asked us to do this, Lord, because you said that you want us to be one, you want us to be connected, you want us to love each other in the way that you've loved us. So one of the ways we're gonna do that is by listening to what one another has going on and praying for each other. So Holy Spirit, we ask that you just come in this time, anoint this time, bless this time, in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thank you for listening We're so glad to have you as a part of our community. If you want to get connected any further, please visit FusionATL.org. You can get plugged into a small group there, and you can also send in a prayer request so that we can pray for you. Once again, thanks for listening, and thanks for being a part of Fusion ATL.